1: Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the Good Things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio today. Now, Good Things wants to encourage you to go on an adventure in Mississippi. So go to visitmississippi.org to find out more. And today we're going to find out more about Project Everyone Eats. It's a partnership between Extra Table and Cooperative Energy. And joining us to share a little bit more is Steve Bryant with Southern Pine Electric and Miss Martha Allen with Extra Table. Hey, y'all.
2: Hey there. Hey, hey, Thank hey.
1: You for having All right, Martha, I'm going to let you set the table on how extra table and cooperative energy came together.
3: Excellent. Well, hello, good things listeners. We're so excited to be talking about everyone eats today. So, at Extra Table, it cost us an arm and a leg to feed the 57 food pantries and soup kitchens that we serve healthy food to throughout the state of Mississippi every month and we're so glad to have a partnership in cooperative energy. It's the power of 12. They're, they're 12 collective electric cooperatives and together we are feeding the state of July. So they power three quarters of the state and we're going to feed it all together.
2: Well
1: that sounds really cool. Okay Steve, when's the first time you guys as an organization found out about the good mission of Extra Table?
2: Oh, I as a, um, as a cooperative in the past few months, but I think all of us collect individually have known about Extra Table and the great things they do because they've just done so much for our state.
1: When you're thinking about how you could help with the mission of feeding Mississippians or making sure they have healthy you know, food that's sustainable there in their food pantries, what did it look like for Cooperative Energy to say, you know what, we can't do it all, but we can do this piece?
2: Well, one of our um, common core principles is cooperative cooperation among cooperatives. And we just thought that was a perfect fit because together with the power of 12 of us, we can do so much more than we could do alone. And our membership is 437,000 homes and businesses in Mississippi, and our members own our cooperatives, so we wanted to serve them. And we thought this would be a great, fantastic way to get a healthy food out to our service territories.
1: Now, Martha, I feel like he is being um, shy with sharing the good work that the cooperative is doing for the month of July. So this partnership really is made possible by their generosity. How, How are they helping with food deliveries this July?
3: Man, it is so fun to involve such a large group. So... Steve's being humble when he talks about the 436,000 homes, farms, and businesses. Rebecca, that's like almost a million people, most likely. It's three-quarters of the state. And so um, it is just an honor to partner with a group like that that is telling the story of Extra Table and our efficient and effective way to fight hunger from the top down and then from the bottom up. So we are working with them. They have a financial commitment to Extra Table. They have an internal commitment to extra table. Many of the cooperatives have been um, challenging themselves and collecting peanut butter, such an important protein um, for homes to have on those pantry shelves these days. And just sharing the message about partnerships, the value in partnerships, and how together we can feed our hungry neighbors. So, Steve,
1: I know you guys um, service so many of Mississippians, probably many who are listening to us today on good things, but internally of those 12, I guess, um, cooperatives, how many like internally are trying to donate peanut butter. I'm trying to wrap my brain around, how much peanut butter are you guys raising? I think that's what, where I was trying to get at.
2: <laughs> well, we haven't counted yet, but we got our members involved. So we've collected quite a bit of peanut butter and we are still picking it up from all of our district offices. So it's going to be a substantial amount that we get to go and donate to local food pantries in our eleven counties.
1: Now I'm now I'm curious, Steve. Not that it matters, all peanut butter is good peanut butter, but I I'm wondering just someone's personal preference. Will team crunchy or team smooth <laughs> win? I know team you know a Mississippi wins at the end. Extra table wins regardless. But I feel like I wonder what people's subconscious just naturally gravitate to, and I'm sure Ma- Martha y'all don't care which type of peanut <laughs> butter is. At- is
2: donated.
3: Hey, peanut butter, well, peanut butter. Steve, are you team smooth and creamy or are you team crunchy?
2: I will have to say the majority that we have collected is, is smooth and creamy, um, which I would guess is apparently the everybody's preference, but we have gotten quite a <laughs> bit of extra crunchy.
3: I'm an extra, extra, crunchy.
1: extra crunchy girl, I have to say, Steve, yeah. but that's okay. Everybody has their, but I've also <laughs> never turned away free peanut butter. So let's, <laughs> let's Same be, here. let's be honest with that. You know, Martha, you bring up a good thing talking about these partnerships between uh, the cooperative and cooperative energy and extra table and the fact that they've helped you guys. Deliver food um, In the month of July I mean Extra Table Extra Table is special In the fact that you guys Do continue that stream Of fresh food To your pantries And that requires gas So how has the gas prices I know they've affected everybody But what does that do To the amount of food That you guys can purchase
3: So fortunately for Extra Table We are um, working with Some food brokers That have amazing Logistic abilities And they're looking Far down the pipeline determining how we operate not just in june july and august but all into january and all of 2023 we're looking at our purchasing inflation what it does to us what the supply chain has done to us in the past and where we are now we're really pushing those relationships with our buyers and um, with our delivery drivers and talking to our food pantries um You know, it's hitting us all hard. Every, you know, every family um, is being hit by, you know, an 8.5% increase in commodities. Gas prices will make you crazy before your tank fills up with gas every day. And our food pantries are feeling it. You know, these poor um, volunteers, many of them men and women that operate our food pantries and soup kitchens, our 57 partners across the state, you know, covid Destroyed so much of what they had built. Um, the supply chain has affected them greatly and everyone is exhausted from all the hard work. And now we're hit by inflation. And so extra table is just proud to be that constant partner, the most efficient and effective, um, way to fight hunger. We, um, we don't participate in a canned food drive. We buy by the 18 wheeler load in order to get the best price for the most Mississippians. And we do that by having amazing partners like Cooperative Energy and their electric cooperatives um, and from donors and, and radio show hosts just like you that tell our story because meals matter, but dollars make the difference in this case. Dollars allow us to buy in bulk and deliver deliver the food timely to our food pantry partners.
1: Martha, when you hear that you guys are being are able to purchase 18 wheeler loads of food for some that's not in the restaurant industry or doesn't have that background, give us an idea of like what comes in on a shipment. Like when you donate to Extra Table, what are you what is your money going towards in terms of purchasing? I hear peanut butter. You hear healthy foods. What does that actually look like?
3: Yeah, most months our pantries get three to four items, and they get a lot of each item because we want to make sure that every bag has some of those essential staples. So they'll get pasta and pasta sauce, things to make whole meals out of. They'll get um, grains, rice or beans or um, oats. They get vegetables. They get fruit. They get different items each month. They get canned tuna. Um, so if they might get canned tuna and peanut butter and pasta and pasta sauce this month. Next month, we try to you know shake it up and do something a little bit different. It might be a fruit, a vegetable, um, maybe pasta again, but they might get um, ramen noodles with it because kids are out for the summer and we know that they're not getting those two meals a day at school. So, trying to find things that those kids that are at home can um, prepare for themselves, and they'll get peanut butter thanks to cooperative. And they get peanut butter. Thanks yeah. and Peanut so, butter is like gold To most of our food pantries
1: It's gold to my family too I'll have to admit We're, we're a peanut butter eating uh, family But most are And you're right I mean it is a good source to have And I think too It's also good to remind those If you are participating in a food drive You can't think past, uh, past cans And to other things That families look forward to having I know families look forward to knowing That their cooperative Is partnering with uh, a good organizations In their community giving back So Steven, or Steve if we want more information I mean, is there anywhere we can go to find out your, about your partnership or the Peanut Butter Drive?
2: Well, you could visit any one of our websites to um, any one of the cooperatives, but cooperativeenergy.com.
1: All righty. And Martha, where do we go to find Extra Table?
3: Hit our social media or our website. We are tied back and forth to Cooperative Energy and their cooperatives. We're posting daily. Um, you're hearing from the CEOs of the cooperatives about why fighting hunger is important to them and investing in extra tables work throughout the state. Um, and you're you're seeing pictures of all their employees across their footprint um, that are a part of doing this good deed and getting the most food to those hungry in our state. Steve, I
1: want to see a post on who won team hung. I mean, team crunchy or team smooth? I got to know now.
2: Okay, I'll make sure we get a post out there.
1: All righty, you guys keep up the good work and you guys stick with us. We got more for you coming up next.
4: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, mostly sunny conditions, high near 95. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 76. Your Wednesday, sunny skies and hot, high near 98. Wednesday evening, mostly clear, low around 78. And for your Thursday, a 40% chance of rain, mostly sunny, high near 95. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon.
1: Ladies, be your own first responder. Strong women own at least one firearm. They know how to clean it, store it, and see it for what it is. A tool that can protect her family. It's an act of love, so act today. Boondocks Firearms Training Academy has classes open for you and your loved ones. Teaching firearm use and safety. Boondocks welcomes all levels of experience. Membership's available now, so like us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or visit us at boondocksfta.com. Summertime is Canon time.
5: Dave Logan with Canon Nissan of Jackson. We service Nissans. We also service other makes and models. We'll keep your vehicle ready for your summertime travels. We are open six days a week, and no appointment is needed. Nobody beats Canon deal. Nobody.
6: OEM certified repair using certified parts. If an insurer tries to steer you somewhere else, tell them you want the shop that's certified by the manufacturer of the car you drive. We're located in Clinton and Richland or online at ClintonBodyShop.com.
5: Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from
0: 10 till noon. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: Good things. wants to remind you there are some great things to do in Mississippi. Plenty of events so unique places to visit. So go to visitmississippi.org to find out more. You guys will get more of Sports Talk today. They are still live, although they will come at you live, coming up after Good Things at 3 uh, at the College of Football Hall of Fame in Atlanta for the 2022 SEC Media Days. That's kicked off yesterday. Lots of good conversation and excitement from there. Today you'll get to hear, I think, from MSU. They're on the docket for today. I heard Brian Hayden, Jordan Gallo, this morning, as well as more newsmakers, newsbreakers, as you guys continue to count down to the 2022 SEC football season. So Sports Talk Mississippi's coverage of the 2022 SEC Media Days is presented by Till Apparel. So visit com to check out their full line of sportswear, including the collegiate collection for Ole Miss and Mississippi State, which I got tickled yesterday that everybody was in their Gen until Apparel, except for our friend Brian Haydad, which made me think yours would be back order, too, Rhino, if, if they had to fast ship it uh, in. I just love that they have a good, um, they have a lot of fun with it. Oh, yeah.
5: And if I'm it. not mistaken, they're going to get to talk to the SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey today, as well as Mississippi State head coach Mike Leach.
1: That's a big deal, right? Oh, yeah. All right. when a lot of fun. So make sure that you tune in and you can stream Sports Talk however you listen to good things. You can do it via your Super Talk radio station, supertalk.fm, the app, supertalktv.com. If you can't find a way to tune in, it's your own fault. And then if you do, you can always catch it after the show via podcast or even uh, via YouTube, which, remember... Super Talks YouTube is free. you just go to YouTube, Google Super Talk, hit subscribe if you hit the little dingly thing at the top I think that they call it a bell you will actually get notifications anytime that there is a um, video uploaded to that and we talk about all the time all the good stuff that's going on here in Mississippi all the opportunities for families to do plenty of places to eat stay and play and I know with it being summer many are looking for the great camps that are out and about whether you're going for church camp or you're just going for Girl Scout camp or maybe it's Boy Scout camp or Cub Scout camp insert anything and above but there hasn't always been camps for everybody so back in 1961. Abby Rogers wanted to make sure that everyone got the chance to go to camp. And she went on a crusade to do just that. And now you have the Abby, Rod- Abby Rogers Civitan Camp and joining us here on Good Things to tell us a little more, I think. Are we good, Rhino? Alrighty, we are good to do that. We got Ron and we've got Kay Boone. Hey, Ron and Kay. You with us?
7: Yes, hi, this is Ron McNeil.
1: Which is a listener of Good Things. I have to give you a shout-out for that. Thank you. You were listening to the show, and you said, you know what? This camp that I've been a volunteer at for 22 years classifies as a good thing. So thank you for connecting us.
7: Yeah, so, uh, Rebecca, I have um, one of the directors of the camp on the line with us. Her name is Kay Boone, and Uh, I'm going to let Kay introduce herself and just talk about how she got involved with camp and talk a little bit about Miss Abby and and how this camp got started. All
1: right, Kay, take us back to 1961. I feel like if I'd have met Miss Abby, we'd have been friends. She sounded
2: like a firecracker.
8: She was was friends with everybody, that's for sure. But in 1961, Abby had a Girl Scout troop, and she also had a neighbor who had— significant disabilities and so she wanted to combine her love for scouting with her love for people with disabilities. So she took 18 teenagers and 18 children and got two 20-man tents from Camp Shelby and went to Camp Tia, the Boy Scout camp. And they spent three or four days that night. They had three people on staff that year. Now we've grown to about 125 people on staff and uh, first week we have about 85 children with disabilities and this week we have 75 adults with disabilities that all have a good time at camp
1: so where's this camp located Kay?
8: We, we're now we're at camp in which is the girl scout camp um, when what State built their pool and had indoor plumbing, <laughs> they, they moved from the Boy Scout camp and latrines at Teot to, to Inacarna.
1: Well, I love this. This is definitely a good story. So, Miss Abby saw an opportunity um, and took it, or saw a gap, I guess, in opportunities, and she wanted to fill that gap to make sure everyone got the opportunity to, you know, go to camp. So, what are some of the accommodations that had to be made different to make sure that everyone had? The, the had the choice to go to camp or ability? Well,
8: the first thing was funding, um, actually. She asked the Hattiesburg Chimitan Club to buy her some cots for the kids to sleep on. And now all these years later, they still are who our funding is through. We're completely dependent on donations. Um, and, and it's all volunteer. We have no paid staff. And so just for Abby to start that process and to start the process of acceptance of people with disabilities in the community and and building those relationships with teenagers so that they would want to come and volunteer, which has opened up a whole new avenue of the camp because these teenagers, these girls and boys teenagers, they grow up to be teachers and physicians and lawyers and employers, and so it's just taken on a whole
7: different meaning even when it started in 61. And, Rebecca, over the two decades that I've been here, I can't tell you how many uh, wheelchair ramps, how many wheelchair-accessible toilets and showers have been built out here. Um, You know, the story that is just uh, uh, really, really on our hearts is, what, two months ago, we had a tornado that came through South Forest County, and uh, and, and it tore up the camp or tore up parts of the camp. There's a, The cabin that I've slept in for the last 16 years, a tree fell on it right where I usually sleep. And so a month and a half before camp started, we had porches to rebuild, cabins to rebuild, and... Um, I guess I guess Kay would tell you that uh, there were there were questions about whether they were going to be able to pull this off. I said I say they because Kay and Terry and Chris, our directors, are the miracle workers here, but they but the labor and the materials that they use to rebuild these cabins, to add new porches to these cabins so that uh, not only would we have a place to stay, but would have a better place to stay than we had last year. That all came together in just a matter of weeks. And it's just incredible what uh, what people have donated to this place over the years.
1: Okay, that's when you know you have a home run is when the community also buys into what someone is trying to do, like Miss Abby. And it feels like at least the Pine Belt community really embraces what's going on there at camp.
7: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
1: So, Ron, when did you find out about uh, Abby Rogers' camp?
7: I was in a play in Hattiesburg when I was a child. When I was 10 or 11 years old, my mom took me to be in a play in Hattiesburg. And just over the Rainbow Theater was a, was a fundraiser for camp. And one of the directors, a guy named Mike Garner, was the director of the play. And he said, when you're old enough, you need to come to this camp that we're raising money for. And so I showed up. Um, without knowing anybody here except Mike, who uh, we actually have two weeks of camp, and I came on the first week that first year, and Mike came on the second week that first year. So I showed up not knowing anybody, um, and I remember um, the first day that I was here, the first day that the uh, children with disabilities, I was at Kids Week that year, the first day that they showed up, the first activity that I went to was the pool. And I remember uh vividly one of these children uh jumping in the pool and Rebecca I've never seen the kind of joy on his face that I saw from him just jumping in the pool. He was he's non communicative, he's in a wheelchair, but when you put him in that pool he was he was set free and boy I knew at that at that moment I knew that I was gonna be a lifeless.
1: Well, I think that's how so many kids feel at camp. They get the opportunity to break the cycle of their everyday or mundane responsibilities, whether it's school or, you know, whatever's pulling on them. And they get into the great outdoors there in Mississippi, and they're allowed to sort of feel the air and see the birds and smell things and enjoy the pool. And every kid should have the opportunity to to get to do something like that. Miss Kay, when did you, well, you know what? There's the music. Uh Stick with us. We're going to learn more about Abby Rogers' camp coming up next.
3: The sound is getting dim. The voice begins to falter and the crowds are getting thin. But he never seems to notice he's just got. I'm Lauren McGraw with got to Go. I'm here to help you with your special events like
1: picnics, reunions, or weddings. We have many options of luxury restroom trailers. No event, too big or too small. When you got to go, please call got to Go,
3: 601-879-3969.
6: What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth.
0: Hey, there's hair! my head again
6: if a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life is it still paint regal select exterior from benjamin moore paint like no other
5: seabrook paints in jackson and ridgeland visit seabrookpaints.com
3: research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events It's Alyssa Arbuckle and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The Mississippi abortion clinic at the center of the U.S. Supreme Court case that ultimately overturned Roe v. Wade has been sold and will not reopen even if it's allowed to do so by a state court. Diane Derzis, CEO of the clinic, recently explained why she's moving all operations to New Mexico. Is
8: that? clinic survived was by doing abortions, not by doing the family care and those other, unfortunately, uh, services that we did. Most of those uh, don't pay the rent. And there are other agencies that do those. Our only choice was to go where we could make a difference, and the closest place that we found was Las Cruces.
3: That audio you just heard was from Democracy Now! The Jackson Women's Health Organization officially closed its doors on July 6th. And polls will be open from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. today for voters in Harrison County. They'll decide who fills the vacancy left by the resignation of Representative Sonia Williams-Barnes in District 119. She left to take a job with the Southern Poverty Law Center. Mm-hmm.
1: Calling all seafood and shrimp lovers. Got something new for you to try? Go to primeshrimp.com to get pre-seasoned, easy-to-cook shrimp delivered straight to your door. If you're like me and enjoy shrimp but lack prep time, you'll love prime shrimp's cook-in-the-bag pouches. Take a pouch out of your freezer, pop it into some boiling water, and you've got restaurant-quality shrimp in less than 10 minutes. No prep, no thaw, no mess. Order some delicious signature-seasoned or French Quarter Alfredo shrimp today at primeshrimp.com. Thanks once to remind you there are great things to do in Mississippi. Plenty of events, plenty of unique places to visit. So take some time today to go to visitmississippi.org to find out more. We're finding out more about the Abby Rogers Civitan Camp. It's been around since 1961 when Abby Rogers decided she wanted a camp for everyone, including those with disabilities. And joining us to share more is Ron. He's been volunteering with camp for the last 22 years. And one of the directors, Ms. Kay. So what is I know camp's going on right now. How many more weeks of camp do you guys have until school starts back
7: we will be here through friday um so uh, we it, which kept, which cuts up on a deadline for a lot of our high school counselors that you know year-round school some of them some of them are starting uh are starting next week some of them are some of the schools are starting this week and we have, we have some of our counselors that are taking a, a vacation day on Friday to be with us instead of starting school. <laughs> That's
1: awesome. You know, Ms. Kay, I want to talk about the camp counselors for a second because Ron obviously back 22 years ago found out about the opportunity to volunteer from, from someone in the community. Here's someone's opportunity to maybe find out for next year if they've got a teenager that might be a good fit. Who is a good fit for volunteering there as a camp counselor?
8: Okay, our counselors have to have completed the ninth grade. We used to um, go by age, but now we decided it's more. It works better for us to go by grade. So once they finish the ninth grade, um, they can go on our website, and they can't get an application on our website, but they can get the emails and phone numbers that need to be called. Um, our website is the name of our camp. Abby Rogers camp dot org, and you'll see pictures and stories, and it'll tell a lot of information about the camp.
1: I think that's just good for parents to remember. You've got a lot of teenagers, or you know, that are looking for either. You know, bumping up their volunteer hours or just having a different experience during the summer than just sitting at home. And I think we forget sometimes that you know, even if you're not a Girl Scout or a Cub Scout or whatever, you can still find where you fit in volunteering for something fun like camp. Because Ron, as a volunteer, how much fun do you have?
7: It's it, it's the it's the best thing you know that 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 I have ever done on this planet. <laughs> um, you know, like I like I said. Some of us just realize that we are lifers. We had that, that, uh, that enlightenment moment where we realize this is what we're going to do every summer for the rest of our lives or as long as we can. And it's just so cool to, um, uh, to expose the children and adults to something that typically they probably wouldn't. Like uh, this year, the first year, we have, we have a zip line. And I mean, where 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 else on the on Earth are children and adults with disabilities going to be able to experience something fun like that? You know, something that a lot of people have access to, but normally they don't. Um, so it's it's just amazing. The fun part is seeing them be able to experience something that they did not expect to be able to experience.
1: Kay, I asked you earlier on Good Things, and we, we ran up against the hard break, was how you got uh, led to camp, um, to Abby Rogers' camp. How did you find your way there? Well,
8: I actually have been here since 1979. So I've been there a long time. But I was a sophomore in college at Mississippi State, majored in special education, and I had no idea why. I had been a on one Easter egg hunt with people with disabilities. And so I heard about Abby's camp, and she graciously let me apply. And so I started coming in, like I said, in 1979, and I've come every year since. It's like Ron says, it's just it's just family. It's just what you do in the summer.
1: Well, you mentioned now it's up to like 125 volunteers, I think. What do you right. think? Total, between the two weeks,
8: it's really closer to 150. Both weeks together, yes, and everybody's volunteer.
1: How many campers come through in those two weeks? About one hundred and seventy-five. So, how do you weeks. how do your campers find you? I mean, is it a small network where they, you know, it gets around, or is there potentially more folks listening that didn't know that Abby Robert Abby Rogers Camp was an opportunity for them?
8: Well, if we have limited numbers. And basically our policy is we send applications to campers who have attended before because they really don't understand why they don't get to come because they they come every year. And then as we have spots available, we reach out to um, people who have contacted us through the website to fill in those spaces. We do primarily focus on um, people in the Pine Belt area, because that's where the majority of our funding comes from. Uh, But there are people that come from different places outside of the Pine Belt.
1: Miss Abby sounds like someone, again, I think I I would have gotten along great with. What was it like for her to watch an idea in 1961 to be, you know, realized, embraced, and then grow like it has over the years?
8: I can't imagine what it would be like for her. She was such a pioneer. And when you think about it, in 1961, the attitude towards people with disabilities was to keep them at home. You didn't see them out in restaurants and working and participating with people without disabilities. And she changed all of that. And so now um, she was a teacher also. and She really focused on community involvement for her students and then for the campers as well and they do all typical activities like anybody that would go to camp arts and crafts and music and recreation and Mm -hmm. boating and fishing and like ron said we added a zip line this year through donations um that were given in memory of one of our community members and so just everybody pulls together to to provide this experience for the for all of us, for the staff, counselors, and the campers.
1: Ron, you mentioned 22 years ago you didn't have much experience with people with disabilities. So when you stepped out to try to do something, you know, different or unique, what was maybe the biggest misconception that you had about working with that population?
7: I think the biggest misconception that people have about uh, folks with disabilities is that it is difficult to relate to them on anything other than like a caretaker level um, the the coming to camp opened my eyes to the idea that um, you you can you can be friends you can talk about I can talk about my problems with uh, with with people with disabilities just yesterday uh, I have uh, a I, I take insulin and I have high blood sugar. Well, one of our adults has high blood sugar, and so uh, you know he and I were he and I were talking about diabetes, and I was checking my sugar in front of him. And uh, so I think the misconception is that you have to relate to people with disabilities on more like a caretaker level, when it can just be a, a you know a camaraderie level and a friendship level. And you once you start seeing past the disability to the person. You know, it opens you up to a community that you never thought you might have.
1: Kay, you mentioned you guys run fully on donations and the generosity of people's time. If folks want to go and learn more about Abby Rogers Camp or volunteering or, uh, you know, being a camp counselor or all of the above, how do they do that?
8: Again, the best way is to go to the website, Abby abbyrogers.com. CivitanCamp.org, and it has all of our numbers, and our email addresses are on there, and we and we also have, a, like, a needs section where we list things that we're looking for, um, but the website is the best way to get in touch
7: with us. What? And, that's, and that's A-B-B-I-E-R-O-G-E-R-S CivitanCamp, so Abby, A-B-B-I-E.
1: Well, y'all enjoy your last few days there in Mississippi's great outdoors. Real life is waiting on the other side of camp when school starts back. Oh, yeah. No, real life is at camp. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that. It should be. We should be in camp mode all year long, which I know you guys definitely um, are. So, thank you for taking time away from the campers. Ron, have you gone down the zip line yet?
7: No, not yet. I don't know if I will or not. I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a would, so maybe.
1: <laughs> I'll maybe. totally do it, Miss K. Have you taken it for a spin? I did go down the zip zipline. Ron, you can't let Miss K out zip line you. <laughs>
7: I'm being shamed now. I'm being shamed on Super Talk. I guess I'll have to
1: do it. You definitely will have to do it. It's a lot of fun. Just don't close your eyes because then you miss the entire experience. Yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate again your time and all the things that you guys are doing there at camp. Have fun. Thank, Thank y'all. Thank you. How cool is that? Yeah, you don't want to close your eyes on a zip line. Then you'll be like, oh man, I gotta do it again. I missed everything. The whole point is seeing yourself go through the beautiful view at kind of top-notch speeds. And two, if you close your eyes, you don't see the tree <laughs> coming at you, where you're supposed to put your hands or your feet out or whatever, whatever George, to stop.
5: George of the Jungle.
1: Watch out for that tree. But it, it's still all in good fun. Lots of fun at camp. All right, stick with this. We got more for you up next. What you want to be? Level lonely if you
0: Ben Nelson Golf & Outdoor is now offering easy-go units with maintenance-free elite lithium batteries and an unprecedented eight-year warranty with unbeatable energy efficiency. Only at Ben Nelson Golf & Outdoor. Exit 114 in Glykstead or online at bennelson.com. Tune in this Saturday morning from 8 till 10 for Weekend Gardening, where
6: garden mama Nellie Neal will tackle all your gardening questions. Weekend Gardening, brought to you in part by The Tractor Store, your local Mahindra dealer, The Tractor Store, Highway 49 South in
9: Richland. Did you know Callaways has beautiful decorative accessories and gift items for your indoors and outdoors? Callaways has bulk soils for pickup and local delivery. Callaways landscape designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape. Calloway's Glutstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Everything for
3: home and garden. That's what Callaways
4: is. 37 years. This is the Closing Agri-Market Report for the Supertalk Agri-News Network. I'm Bob Sullender. Stocks are on a freight train this afternoon. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is soaring up 656 points to 31729. The NASDAQ up 318 points to 11678. The S&P 500 is up 96 to 3926. From the New York Cotton Exchange, December Cotton closed down 62 to 9238. The March Cotton closed down 64 to 8865. At the Chicago Board of Trade, August Soybeans closed down 20 to 1477 and a quarter a bushel. September soybeans closed down 21 and a quarter to 1375 and a half a bushel. December corn closed down 15 and a half to 595 and a quarter a bushel. March corn closed down 15 to 601 and a half a bushel. At the Mercantile, August live cattle closed up 10 cents to 13572. October live cattle closed up 50 cents to 141 even. August live feeders closed up 2 dollars and 7 cents to 17875. And September live feeders closed up 2 dollars and 37 cents to 18180. For the SuperTalk Ag News Network, I'm Bob Sullender. Some things are hard to ignore, like a bad toupee. The Mississippi Lottery's Mega Millions jackpot is one of the good things you should not ignore. It's big. We're talking massive. It's just $2 per play, and for an extra buck, you can add the Mega Plyer for a chance to make your non-jackpot winnings really sore. What are you waiting for? Somebody's going to win it? Be somebody. Get your Mega Millions tickets today, then buy that guy a new rug.
3: Have fun, y'all. Gambling problem? Call 888-777-9696.
0: to catch sports talk mississippi your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the magnolia state every day from three until six right here on super talk jackson 97.3 rebecca turner she's smart and pretty good things with rebecca turner continues on super talk mississippi
1: drums like this, you think, oh, that's easy. I could totally do that. Slow and in rhythm until you're the one that actually has the drum and trying to do it. And then you're like, how do they make it look so easy? That's on my list of things to learn how to do. Look cool playing. Like, What do you call that kind of drum? It looks a little harder than the tambourine. And I feel like... I can't tell if that's a conga or...
5: Seems like hand percussion, but could be different.
1: Hand percussion—that's the word I was looking for. We were at the Chris Stapleton concert uh, Saturday night at the Brandon Amphitheater, which I don't think there was a seat in the house. In fact, I feel like everybody I know was there uh, from all corners of the state. I was like, "Hey, hey, how are you? How are you? Whatever." Anywho, his wife was doing the tambourine, and because she was able to join him for this concert. <clears throat> and if you didn't make it, I'm sorry. <laughs> But uh, I thought, I could do that. And then she got really fancy with it. I'm like, I couldn't do that. I don't have the wrist. Just the sitting there and the tapping, totally. And then she actually started singing. All right, well, I'm going to back myself out of this. And then so she, you've
5: never sat down with, like, the little set of bongos and just hammered away on them and found a rhythm?
1: I have. I had yes to at hammering away, no to, like, finding a rhythm. I've had a guest one time who I can't remember the name of the particular instrument that they played, but he was proficient at it and it was beautiful and it was magical and it was just his hands and it was awesome. And then the amount of force it took to strike it, to make the sounds, you don't realize how much strength, how much energy it takes. It's not like just easy padding. Like you're doing it with, you know, with like with intention, I feel like people with that kind of talent need to wind up on shows like America's Got Talent, which is a great segue to if you like things like that, you should tune in tonight because you got Mississippi's own Chapel Heart. You remember those ladies? Uh, they were here on Good Things Country Group. Three the family members. They're not all sisters, but they're, they're related um, <clears throat> from not Pascagoula. Um, Paul's Pastry. Where is that? Towards New Orleans. Y'all are all We're screaming calling. at me right Rick now. Haven. No, it starts with a P. They got a great fish camp right off the interstate.
5: Towards New Orleans?
1: Yes. You're going to be very – y'all are – I know – Picayune, Picayune. Oh, I remembered it before. Look at you yelling at me, Josh from Laurel. <laughs> I'm like, there are folks hollering at Rebecca, and they're and they're uh, from their cars right now. And so, yes, they're from Picayune. They do a lot of their um, singing and work, though. They're from New uh, New Orleans to I think they made their way to Nashville, but they come home often. Y'all, if y'all haven't heard them, if you missed that conversation here on good things they're phenomenal so they are going to have their America's Got Talent debut tonight and we that's one show that we as a family keep up with Um, not as uh, stringent this particular season I don't know why um, because it's usually family friendly and it's always amazing to me so I'm trying to think who's got golden buzzers left because they don't do tickets they do buzzers you have four judges three judges four judges and it's four
5: I haven't watched I doing in the, years. I was,
1: doing, I was doing the math in my head. And so I'm trying to think, is there one left? Because you feel like they would be like golden buzzer worthy. But then you go in with that anticipation of like, there are homegirls and we know how phenomenal they are. What if they don't make it there? You know, because there's always that, well, we've got too many vocal groups already. And so they know, which is funny because... Of course, they're promoting it right now, and the. I was
5: about to say, I think I'm overthinking it, but
1: if you're promoting it,
5: I think they pre-record this stuff. Just being totally honest, so it may be a couple of days old or maybe a couple uh-huh. weeks old, and they already have uh, pretty pronounced fame on national television. So if they're promoting it, hopefully, I'm presuming
1: that it's in fingers their fingers crossed is that it's going to have
5: a positive outcome, and they want all the eyeballs on it.
1: Ray and Long Beach, they are from Popularville, which is still on that trajectory that starts with a P. <laughs> am I, at least am I, am I going in the right direction? Which, maps are hard, guys. But I do appreciate you correcting me. At the end of the day, they're Mississippians through and through. And so, we are going to or I will tune in tonight to make sure that we support them. And I hope no matter what happens, you know, they get their they get their moment to shine and to show their chops. I can't fathom some of the crazy things that they put through that they wouldn't put Chapel Hart through unless they all just came in and had a frog in their throat or something. Which is, you know, it happens. But what a terrible timing if it did. Why would you? Could we play back something from last week? I got a little drainage. I promise I'll be better next time. (laughs) Next time, guys. Who knows? I don't know. Anyway, tune in. I think it comes on like at 7 tonight on NBC if you want to watch that. But don't forget, too, you got plenty more live coverage of the SEC Media Days coming to you live with Sports Talk. They're on location there in Atlanta from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things.